Hello, everybody. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you on Friday night, November 12th. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks just really beat the crap out of the San Antonio Spurs, 123 to 109. How's it going, Josh? Pretty good. This felt like the uh, release game, don't you think? Mm, like yeah. This is kind of the game we were we were either like, hey, the Mavericks either got to have one of these games soon or, or things are going to get really weird. So mm-hmm. uh, they had it, which is good. And I think some people will say, well, what about the Pelicans game? And, like, the Pelicans game was close at halftime. Like, it was not a comfortable game. Uh, and then they simply ran away with it, and then they let the Pelicans back into it. Um, yep. Dallas did not play with their food tonight, leading by as many as 27 points with a really thorough performance. Um, and probably – and this could be just, just – uh, I'm curious for your take on this. That was the best Luka Doncic KP performance ever the same time since the new orleans pelicans game last year where kp went for like 40 and luca had like 35 like they just needed every single point from both of them do you remember that game yeah uh you read my mind because i was looking that up before we recorded because i wanted to know when was the last time luca and kp each scored 30 points uh in a game and it was that game, the Pelicans, uh, on February 12th, 2021 of last season. KP had 36, Luca had 46. And here's the difference between <laughs> that game. The Dallas Mavericks is a team, and granted, Zion is kind of an outlier. He forces you to do weird things. But this was really good team defense on top of a strong offensive performance. Like, this was not the Mavericks just outscoring San Antonio they put the clamps on them in a really real way. And this score could have been even worse barring from like a couple of odd outside shooting performances. Like uh, Keldon Johnson hit three. He hit three threes. He had hit four all season. So there was like some odd, odd things going on to a degree. Uh, Like Devin Vassell, who was not really a great shooter, had 20 points. Like the Mavericks really, like this was this was the game. This is going to be the game where people bitch at me and oh, see Kirk, rah, which I don't care. That's fine. Um, th- this is fun. Like it, it was a really fun game to write about. Um, I, I I was I was like really just delighted, and and I'm not even sure where I want to start. So I think we should probably start with the obvious and Porzingis, who you know I hope somebody writes about this for us. If you look at his shot chart, he took one mid range shot, one, and he made it. And it wasn't until he had already really done all his damage. Yeah. I mean, they did the thing that we've been saying. You pick and roll with him as a roll man. I mean, he feasted around the basket. And I got to say, this is like a trend for him playing the Spurs the last couple of games. Because the Spurs, uh, especially since, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge just kind of phased out of their team. Uh, they've been playing pretty small and Jakob Pertl has really only felt like their true big man. And he hasn't. Mm-hmm. And he's out right now. Uh, so the Spurs for like the last three or four games that they've played the Mavs, maybe, you know, dating back to last season, I feel like they just don't, I mean, they're really small, uh, and it's, and it's like not just rangy, the, but they don't yeah, have height. Right. And yeah, it's not just that, you know, no, they don't have a big center. They also play, you know, basically a Dorian equivalent at the four. So Kristaps really kind of ha- has his way with this team. And it's, it's really nice that, uh, he there was nothing forced, and they kind of, like you said, they weren't playing with their food. They went right to the good stuff. I mean, just him rolling toward the basket, and his all of his post ups were like near the you know near the restricted area, which is fine. 
because he's catching and turning and shooting a jump hook. Like, I mean, no one, no one's going to complain about that. It's when he's catching it, you know, 18 feet from the basket and taking a one-legged no dribble fadeaway. Like that's the thing that, that gets everyone mad. So this is uh, really in the weeds, but a few of KP's in the paint attempts that were not like rim runs, because he had some really awesome like dives to the paint. He had a hook shot that was really good looking because it was towards the basket. And then later he got fouled on a drop step in the middle of the lane that was like, he doesn't do drop steps. He had, it was like he, one of the things that my, my, one of my biggest criticisms of Porzingis is how, is how rigid he is, where it's like, he's like, I'm going to do this thing regardless of the defense. And he had some moves tonight that were like counter moves and reactions to the defense doing stuff. And it's like, yes, using his size, using his physical, uh, uh, you know, skills over the, the fact that he's, you know, he is a really skilled ball player, which is nice, but it's like, being seven foot three is is an asset and he should use it yeah it felt like this was very much emphasized in shoot around or whatever the game plan they went over like i mean this was this was a concentrated effort to get him near the basket and taking advantage of that mismatch uh because i mean we've seen them play small teams and he's still posting up 15 16 feet against you know these six five guys and settling for jumpers so like it's not just you know it definitely helps playing a team small team like the spurs but i mean there was also a different mindset and a different strategy with him tonight than when he's played against other smaller teams uh so so that was just delightful and he converted uh he had six free throw attempts which i think anything you know if you he gets four or more i feel like that's a huge huge win compared to where he was a season ago uh he had three blocks defensively he was awesome he had three blocks but he probably altered like 10 shots tonight i mean he was great defensively uh and it's this is what you know this is it right like i mean regardless of who the mavericks coach is and and what the scheme is like this is what you pay for like you got your two stars doing star things and you you assume Kristaps is one of your stars he's paid like one like this is kind of what it should look like. Not every, you know, not every night they're going to double up for thirty, but like, you know, this should happen more often than not. Uh, and you know, it's nice when it happens, and it's nice to see, and and it looks great. It looks awesome. The Mavericks look like a completely different team uh, when those two are are both playing uh, as as well as they can. And this was a good Luca game. Like Luke has been struggling, so uh, so this was good too. There, well. One of the things we kept waiting for last year, and in retrospect, or hindsight, whatever you want to call it, it's very clear, like, Porzingis just wasn't healthy. Um, he wasn't healthy yeah. enough to do some of this stuff. So we kept waiting for them to break out KP at five, and they couldn't do it because KP couldn't do it. And once this season started, I think we've been waiting for them to break out and really run pick and rolls with Porzingis. I could be wrong. But I do feel like this was the closest approximation to last season's offense with the pick and rolls with Luca, Luca or Luca and Porzingis. Because when we have seen Luca Porzingis pick and rolls, there's almost constantly been another person, meaning another Maverick, in the lane to fuck things up. And some of the reads that Luca was making tonight from like 25 feet were because he's an excellent passer, but also because there wasn't someone else clogging up the paint i mean it was really fun to watch like that was 
we've talked about how these games have been slogs and you know it's it's real nice when you're hitting a bunch of shots which the Mavericks definitely did like we have to be honest about that like it's a bit of a regression in a positive way for some of the Mavericks players Dorian Finney-Smith once again looked like he looked like he did last season taking shots from the corners um but it it was just is this fun and and I want to see I know you can't constantly run actually you know what I don't know why why can't you run constantly like Chris Stapps, Luca, pick and roll. I want more of it because Porzingis did a few things out of out of pick and roll where he was hitting. He was basically like hitting the second guy when he was, you know, met with an extra defender. Like I was really impressed with Porzingis's game tonight. Yeah, he didn't have an assist, but he only had one turnover, and the offense didn't bog down. Uh, I thought he made the right action. read a lot yeah. on passes. It's like, yeah, you know, it would lead to a shot or lead to a good attempt. And yeah, I think so too. The process was good. Yeah, and Dwight Powell played 16 minutes. Um, I'm going to look that up right now. That's got to be some of the, one of his lowest minute total. Yeah, that's his lowest minute total of the season. Well, and he, but he was also part of the lineup in the third quarter that really pushed the lead out to 20 plus points. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why it's so weird because it's like, uh, these two have performed well. It was just, you know, under a different coaching staff. And and I just assume that Jason Kidd doesn't really care so much about having a vertical rim runner. Uh, but tonight things looked a little bit better. Uh, and I think, uh, we finally saw less of Dwight Powell, Luca pick and roll, and KP trying to post up in the middle of it. Uh, KP was just spotting up, and he took nine threes, and he made three of them. Uh, you would have liked maybe to see him make a couple more threes, which is probably the only knock on his game tonight. But that's kind of how it should I work. I wanted to take a million. Like, like, yeah. You look at this. I, I'm just fascinated by this by this uh, shot chart because. <sighs> Today, Zach Lowe talked about how he's he like throws up in his mouth a little bit when he sees a random Porzingis post up at the elbow. That still happened a couple of times, but I don't think anyone passed him the ball. Yeah. Um, and so as a result of that, there weren't bad mid-range shots. Like he really attacked smaller defenders tonight, which they're all smaller. He's seven three. But I just I don't know. I I, I like being able to be excited about Porzingis because there's like elements to the, uh, he has like a lot of Carmelo Anthony and what he wants to do, but when he just does the stuff that his physical skills allow him to do, because he's like a straight line running back. Once he cuts, there is not much another team can do if the ball is given to him above his shoulders, you know? Yeah. And it's all like Porzingis is also like, he's the thing, right? Like he's, the difference between the team being kind of the frustrating mess we've seen in the first 11 games. And then this game, you know, them finally looking like an impressive team because uh, everything else is kind of static, right? Like we know, you know, maybe there, you know, there's some, there's still some room for Luca. Obviously he's not even 25 yet. Right. Uh, but otherwise, you know, Tim Hardaway, Dorian, Dwight Powell, Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, you know, maybe, J- you know, Jalen Brunson's going to be the only other guy. But most of the most of the team is kind of set in stone, and we kind of yep. know what we're going to get. And Kristaps is the difference maker; like he he can raise the ceiling of this team so far if if things change with them. And nothing, you know, no one else is re- like you know Reggie Bullock can play twenty eight minutes a night and and start and like yeah that'll help a little bit, but it's not going to help like KP, you know, and then playing like he played tonight like that that can raise the Mavericks like to another tier in terms of like rankings within, 
you know, within this uh, league. So he's, he's a difference maker. So that's probably why we get hard on, we, you know, we, maybe we go too hard on him and, but that's also why we're super jazzed and super excited about this game tonight. Cause if they can carry any of this over in the stretch of games they're playing uh, it's, it's going to make uh, for some really fun and exciting basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And they, they only had five turnovers. They really only had three turnovers and then they, assists. And then they had two really sloppy plays around the six-minute mark of the fourth that caused Kid to play, uh, cause a or call a timeout. He did play Luca and KP a ton of minutes, but my wife uh, was sitting next to me and goes, "Good, they need to run and play together." And she's right; like you can't yeah. build chemistry without minutes. And sometimes you want to continue to get more of a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they, this was, and they don't play tomorrow, and they don't play Sunday. So, right. uh, this was good, and it was like the, this was the first like felt. Remember uh, the the word you're using is like impressive performance, and this was to me the first impressive performance. Like you've been waiting, you've been saying that in our podcast, you've been waiting for it. So, like you might as well like roll with it, you know? Like get these guys feeling good because something I've noticed about this team is that they really keep their heads down like really fast like i feel like when this team faces adversity uh sometimes it they just kind of i don't want you know it's not they that don't have the veteran to pull them through they yeah don't have the guy that's going get your shit together there's nobody this, on this, the team that does that this team has mood swings like a teenage like a teen like a 13 year old like mood swing so uh when they're when it's going well like man they really pour it on because it like they start making shots and then all of a sudden the defensive rotations are a little crisper and, you know, passes the balls pinging around a little bit more. And I know that's natural for like every basketball team ever, but for the Mavericks, it feels like it's really, it, it's really important for them. Sure. Uh, well, to, they're to all offensive off. guys. Like the entire yeah. team is, that's why we've kind of been giggling about the defensive mindset stuff because, you know, uh, for as good as their defense looks like the under the hood numbers aren't great. I don't want to, you know, throw any, you don't want to be a, you know, too much of an asshole about it, but so they need the offense to click. That's kind of been our overarching thing as we've been complaining. And, you know, it's nice to get a good win as they head out on the road to play four very tough games yes. in a row. Yep. They needed this. Can't go into those four games on a, on a loss that could have snowballed for them uh, in a bad way. So, mm-hmm. so this is good. Yeah, yeah, I really don't know um, <laughs> if there's a ton else to say about it. Willie Colley Stein did something good tonight. He had a really cool block. Like, I mean, it was everything. Did uh, he certainly... do a cool thing or did he not shit the bed? And are we classifying that as cool? I'm going to, tonight, well, I'm going to classify it as cool. Well, they have five really hard games in order. Six, seven. Yes. Holy yes. cow. God, yes. they play Denver, Phoenix, Phoenix, Clippers, Clippers, Washington, who is number one in the East, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. That game is going to be fascinating because yeah. the Cavaliers are playing like a a uh, a lineup where Mar- Mar- Laurie Markkinen at the three, which the only reason they can do that is they have a power forward and a center uh, who blot out the sun defensively. Just, oh, man, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's why this game was so huge. This is their last "quote unquote" easy game uh, for for the end of the really for the rest of the month. So they had to get this. Uh, at, at, uh, while we're here, um, just because it's funny, uh, apparently Rajon Rondo got an eight second call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I will never not talk uh, about that because that's one of the most crazy moments in Mavericks history. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I, we'll, we'll come back. So so kind of the schedule, I think. Um, I'm going to do a green room, which we'll post on the podcast feed tomorrow. I want to do something on Sunday with someone else. I think these non... Um, I've liked kind of the, the mix up of these non game specific pods. That's, what's been nice about this season. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what we're going to be writing because again, like we've been churning out content. If you've missed anything at Matt's Moneyball, you need to like pop in and just read some of the older posts. But I, you know, with this point in the season, like you don't overwrite just like you don't overplay a guy. So we'll see what, what anybody comes up with. I really hope someone, kind of goes through the KP shot attempts to talk about, you know, like the do a better thing than I can. But if we don't, you know, life will go on. We got anything else before you go to bed? Uh, no, just hope my I'm solo parenting this weekend. So hope the baby doesn't wake up at, at 4 a.m. Uh, sure. This morning. Uh, she's pretty good about it, though. She's been waking up at like seven. So I think I'll be all right. But yeah, good game. It, it'll make me make it makes it easier to sleep at night. And uh, yeah, it just. So what a difference it makes when both your stars play like stars at the same time, man. It's just, man, like night and day difference between what we've seen the last week or so and, and what we saw tonight. That's right. All right, buddy. Have a good uh, good weekend, and we'll talk soon. Guys, this has been Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe. Thanks for hanging out, and uh, we'll talk to everybody uh, sooner rather than later.